Hello, New York sports fans. We are back with another episode of Jersey Turnpike Boys. I am Zach, along with my co-host, Nick. Nick, what's going on? I wish life could be better right now, but it's not. <laughs> Nick, 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 Nick. The Yankees are slipping. The Yankees are really slipping. You know what? I'm not worried about the playoffs. Let's start there. They're still miraculously through the stretch. They're still nine games up in the division. I don't know how, but they somehow are. And they're still somehow only two and a half games behind the Astros for the American League uh, number one seed as well. So, look, I don't. there's no concern about the Yankees not making the playoffs, but if they don't change something quick, they're done in the playoffs. It's three. The Yankees are, I believe, are three and eleven in the month of August right now. The worst record in all of Major League Baseball so far through the first seventeen days in August, and they've had one of the worst records since the All Star break too. They called up a couple of nice prospects, so hopefully with a couple of young guys in there, but they can kind of change the dynamic in the locker room for but them. Let's because they need anything they can to spark this team. Let's let's just rewind it a little bit too. So. Yankees had the best record in baseball, one of the best records in baseball before the All-Star break. They you, built a massive lead in that division. They have. That's not the issue, but what's surprising to me about this current stretch is they're a better team than they were during before the All-Star break. Think about it. You replaced Joey Gallo with Andrew Benatendi. That's a guy that's batting 150 compared to a guy that's batting 312 in your lineup every day. You got some more relief help in the bullpen, which was a strength. You got another starring uh, rotation guy. It wasn't Luis Castillo, but picked up Montas, which I think was a good help. Obviously, got rid of Jordan Montgomery, but it's going to be good in the long term when um, we don't have Aaron Hicks in the outfield every day. But just everyone slumped. And on top of that, judges still played well, too. I don't know what the deal is. No one else is hitting. They can't hit right now. That's the problem. And you know, you need to get Hicks out of that lineup. Hicks is <laughs> Hicks is a disaster. Hicks and, has been hitting like one hundred in, in the last 15, 20 and, games. And they did. That's why they called up the prospects. They did. They called up um, Cabrera today, Oswaldo Cabrera, and they called up Esteban Florio. They need some kind of spark in this lineup right now. And you know, I know Stan being out has really killed the lineup which hopefully when he comes back, they'll be fine. And then the guy they traded for that uh, they got rid of Jordan Montgomery for hopefully gets Aaron Hicks out of the lineup every day. But no, it's – I can't believe the slide they got. And it's not even just the batters, the lineup, offense. The bullpen's been a disaster too. Yankees had one of the best bullpens in Major League Baseball. Zach, you know since the All-Star break, they've blown the second most uh, – Saves second most leads in Major League Baseball since the All Star break. You know where they ranked in that before the All Star break? Yeah, they were the one of the best. If they were number one, they were the best. They were, yeah, they were. They had there. the least amount of blown leads by the bullpen in Major League Baseball for the All Star break. Now they have the second most blown leads, like complete one eighty. Clay Holmes is a disaster as well right now. He's blown like three or four games. He's going on the IL. I did see that as yeah. well. So tough and, time to be a Yankees fan. And, I mean, it seems everything's everything. <clears throat> I mean, you've had some good, 
you, the starting pitching hasn't gone complete to shit, but the hitting's gone to shit. Your bullpen Turner has has gone downhill. You've had some injuries to deal and, with, and Ben Attendee had some struggles coming to the Yankees. And I'm gonna so, point this out. I know everyone criticizes Aaron Boone. I'll jump on the train for once. He needs to fucking do something. All he keeps saying is, "Oh, like this is a talented team. They'll get it together." You go through some slumps. No, you need to figure out a way to get out of this fucking slump. It's tough. And he's doing he, nothing. He's one of those guys I feel like he just wants to boost the morale of the players, but sometimes he's got to be the hard ass, you know? This, and he's got to do something considering this slump because this slump's been going on now for about a solid month. And if they don't turn things around. They're not winning, though. They're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs. They're gonna they're, get, yeah. You're not going to beat Houston. Are you enough worried that they get out of the first rounds if they keep this up? Orioles are hot. You know, maybe there's some of the other divisions aren't good. I don't think whoever's going to win the Central is going to be that good. But, you know, there's some hot teams that are going to get hot before the playoffs. And the Yankees mm-hmm. run into them. you got to be nervous about it. But, like, and this is where, again, like Aaron Boone just do something. I guess the calling out the prospects was the kick in the ass maybe. But this is where my one complaint about Aaron Boone is. is he's won a lot of games since he's been here. But. There's no kick in the ass. We'll see what these prospects bring. I think it will bring like a spark into this locker room, right? It was, this is the team that still has a 10-game lead, I want to say, in the AL East. Nine games they're up in the AL East right now. They so. still have a nine-game lead, all right? So you have nine games in hand still. Uh, it's not complete panic time yet, but with the way things have been trending, having the worst record in MLB through the first 17 days of August – Something needs to change. And I think having these young guys who will be excited to make – it's their chance to debut in the and major leagues. I think it will bring some life to this team. And they team. were playing great really in AAA as well too. Uh, what's this? Perez or um, – what was the guy's name? Hold on, sorry. Uh, Cabrera, yeah, he was playing great in AAA before it. Um, they had to send down one of the relievers. Marinaccio, um, he's back up. He was having a great bullpen. Hopefully Mike King's back up as well, too. He was being really good in AAA. Just need to get their shit together. And I don't know. Right now, this is where I kind of lose faith in Aaron Boone is he's good at keeping the ship steady when they're playing well, but I don't see anything from him as a manager. And it was last year, too. They weren't very good last year. And they need to make some deadline moves to get into the playoffs last year. And you know, there wasn't really much from Boone that we saw to kind of light the spark and light the fire on this team. I don't like the manager in Queens who's doing an excellent job lighting the spark, lighting the fire under this team, and a team that's had a lot of success. Well, <laughs> since the All Star break. Well, okay. What do you mean, okay? Have they let's, not had a lot of success since the All Star break? Well, let's go over the last. Yes, okay. I'll give you the last seventeen days as a whole have been good. Have they not been somehow, hitting well? Somehow. You get this fat. Do they not be any homers? Do they not have two of the best hitters in the National League right now? And then it's someone else with the third highest average in the National League right now. You get this fat. Do they not have a great, great rotation right now? You get one of the best rotations. Do they not have the best closer in baseball right now? Zach. Do they not have the best interdivision record in baseball right now? Zach, you get some fat dude, fat kid from Pittsburgh. All of a sudden, you guys play well, but no. Who all he does is get on base and hit, get hits. But, okay, yes, the last 17 days as a whole has been good for you, but how have the last 48 hours been? 
So what? They lost two games. They can make this up. This is, that is not they, a season-ending but, thing. But is that all they lost in the Look, two they've games? had a couple injuries, and obviously uh, Kiyomi going what? down too. Kiyomi going in the IL will be Kiyorme. tough. It sounds like he might be out for the rest of uh, the regular season. What about? He should be ready to go. What about the starting rotation? Uh, Walker, it sounds like he might miss next start, but the MRI showed some good news. What about the day before that? And then I wasn't worried about Carrasco's pitched a lot of innings this year. He's been injury prone, right? Carrasco's definitely deal with his fair share of injuries throughout his career. He's an older guy. I think someone Buck Buck was looking to like limit his innings anyway. So I don't think this is this is a massive deal for a team that's thir- over thirty games over five hundred. I mean, but let's they're they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not too concerned with the injuries. Let's paint a they have picture. Right let's paint a picture with this Atlanta Braves series right now, Zach. And let's because this is a good hypothetical for the playoffs. By the way, the Mets just hit two home runs. They're up two nothing. Two back to back home runs. Let's do the hypothetical here. So you've lost the first two games of the series with a weaker part of your rotation. So let's pretend this is a playoff series. You're down two nothing in the two zero in the first two games. Okay, and then Scherzer Degrom coming pitch. But what happens if you lose tonight with Scherzer on the mound, or lose one of these next two with Degrom on you? These next two games. You're asking what ifs, like. The- but no, no, no. Let me put it this way. I know it's only a games, two games in August, but these this game tonight that we're talking about while we're recording, and the game tomorrow that Degrom's gonna pitch, they're both must wins. Because you need confidence in showing that, regardless of the weakness, the weakness, the weak, because you need to show confidence in the playoffs that the weakness of your other parts of your rotation, which is Taiwan Walker and Cookie Carrasco, when they probably will lose you games in the playoffs, that it won't matter because DeGrom and Scherzer are going to win locks to win your games. Because if DeGrom and Scherzer aren't locks to win every single game they pitch in the playoffs, you're not winning a World Series. I'll point that out right now. I disagree with everything you just said. I mean, when you when you, I I agree though as a Mets fan when Scherzer and Degrom go out there, I expect them to win. But I have faith in Bassett. I have faith in Carrasco. Walker has had some inconsistencies, especially come last end of last season. I think he finished but, last season zero and eight, and he's had his struggles but, this year. So he's more of the wild card. But my point is this. But the other ones, I expect Bassett and Carrasco to give us an amazing chance of winning that day. I expect them to both be lights out. Yeah, you think when the the big lights are on them, Chris Bassett and and the level of play is going to be higher. They're veterans too. You're really convinced that? Okay, let's say you win. Does Bassett and Carrasco give me as good a chance to win as Scherzer and Negrom? No, but I'll admit that. But the likelihood of you winning most of the games that Carrasco and Walker pitch in the playoffs are probably high. less. No, they're probably they're not high. That high. They're high. There's... They're not as high, but they're high. No, I think that it's the weakness of your rotation, and that's where you're probably going to lose a couple games in a well, playoff series. It's the but weaker you, side of the then, rotation, but then but it's you not put the weak. pressure on. The, then you put the pressure on that Degrom and Scherzer have to be perfect throughout the playoffs. You can't afford. You cannot afford to have a losing game with Degrom or Scherzer on the mounts. Because if you lose, if you lose one or two games in a playoff series with Degrom or Scherzer's outing, are you worried about the Mets winning the series? If they lose the game with Scherzer or Degrom on the mound in a playoff, but you series? can argue with that with any top team, any top team's top two pitchers. 
Not really. If you pitch Cole, uh, Cole and Cortez, and they lose, and you're down two, uh, you're down two zero. Uh, like, are you not worried? Any series, if you go down two zero, uh, are you were not worried? That nah. doesn't make any sense. No. Nah. Because for me, Domingo Herman's pitched really well since he's been back. So Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman. Oh Domingo my Herman's god. Domingo turning into 2019 Domingo Herman again. Your defense is Domingo Herman compared to Chris Bassett. I would take Chris Bassett over okay. Domingo Herman. But again, is Chris Bassett a lot to win a game? Is Domingo Herman a lot to win a game? Well, the Yankees have a better offense. Not right now. But what? Oh my god, Nick. You have no argument here. Because you got Domingo Herman, you're okay. But you're have no feared. Domingo Herman's I on think, the hill. I think there's more consistency throughout our rotation. I don't. <laughs> I don't think that at all. Well, we'll see what happens come October. All right, we'll see what come happens. But I think what the Mets did, they added a lot of they added depth in this rotation, and. It's, Carrasco's pitching. Carrasco's having a great season. Bassett's having a good season. You lose a series. Walker's like, still having a pretty solid season. I mean, he's had some ups and downs, but I think he's he's someone I can I can rely on, especially when that split fingers has like movement that it has. You're like he was an all star for a reason last year. Yeah, I really have these, confidence. But again, you, know? you lose one of these two games to the Braves. It shows you confidence that this is almost like a simulated playoff series for you guys. You lost two games with your two lower-end starters, and then you lose a game with your two probably supposed to be locked starters. That doesn't worry you for the playoffs? That that's the performance that they put up against a playoff team? I mean, it would worry me that they if, they... if they lose four in a row against the Braves, yeah, it would worry me. But it wouldn't matter who is pitching those games. Just losing four in a row against the Braves would, would worry me. Because the Braves are a very good team. This is a team we definitely could see matching up in the playoffs. In the playoffs at some point, yeah. I mean, them and the Dodgers are two teams we're really worried yeah. about right now. Let's let's move a little bit around baseball because, you know, some exciting times are coming up. Well, not really. Football season's coming up. Yeah, let's talk about preseason. Let's, let's start preseason off with the one. big news in Jeff fans. I'm sorry. I feel really bad for you guys. Well, the good news is it's not an ACL, right? I guess we can say that. But I don't even want to like – because, okay, there was a lot of optimism for the Jets going into this season that if Zach Wilson takes the big steps forward, they're going to probably have a good team because they've put some good pieces around Zach Wilson. Agreed? Yes, 100%. Not only did Zach Wilson get hurt and – Probably you're worried about his level of play as a result of that injury. Did he even look good before that injury? He didn't, but how many how many throws did he have before that? Right, he had three. Yeah, and like, one of them was an interception. Yeah, I mean, you don't really have enough to go on. But uh, I know you really. Yeah, you really have enough to go on there. And but have you tough break for Zach? I know you're saying that there's not a lot to go on there, but did you see anything? That made you feel good about it at the same time. Did you see more bad than good in that those moments? I know it's not a lot, but did you see anything where it's like, okay, Zach Wilson's making strides forward? No. I mean, he did some good things last year, but 
towards the end of the season. I was like, yeah, maybe he's making some strides forward. But in the week one of the preseason, no, he didn't. No. To answer your question, and what's the plan? He's going to be out for the first couple Uh, of weeks. I think it's four to five weeks. So he's going to miss some of the games then. He will miss week one, maybe week two. He'll be back for week three. So it's not like a catastrophic. I mean, we realistically, do we expect this Jets team to be playoff contenders? Like, no. So, well, you want to see, see consistency throughout, like with them from week three on. That's a that's a win. But the problem is, it's a knee injury, and I've yeah, I've heard people tough. talk about this. It's a torn meniscus, which is it's rushing him back in four weeks. You know, it, I mean, it's doable for an NFL caliber athlete, but it's, it's going to be tough. But it's not even that. It's tough, especially for the way he plays. As a dual threat running As a quarterback. Dual threat running quarterback. Yeah. It's he's going to have confidence that knee's going to hold up, too. That's the other thing I've kind of been hearing reports of. Like, not only just concerned about how he played in that he dodged a bullet on the injury, but the fact that what's his level, how's this going to affect his play moving forward, too? Because realistically, he's got to show you something, but he's got that, too. And. Look, the Jets don't have an easy schedule to start of the season. If you're going to have to play a little catch-up with Zach Wilson to start off, too, it's going to be even worse. So Joe Flacco is going to have to start week one against the Ravens. Can we just mark that as a loss? That's a loss. Now, I'll be the optimist here for the Jets. Week two against the Browns. No Deshaun Watson for that game. Yeah, but... There's no guarantee Zach Wilson's going to play that game. Who would you rather have, Joe Flacco or Jacoby Brissett? No, I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett. I agree with you. but The Browns are definitely a favorite if Zach Wilson doesn't play. Okay. If Zach Wilson plays, it's a toss-up game, I think. It doesn't get easier, too. Let's say Zach Wilson – okay, let's say the Jets – Joe Flacco has to start both those games. They lose that game. They go start off 0-2. I think the Jets start off 0-6. I don't see them winning any of their first six games. Maybe depends, Pittsburgh. Depends on the problem of Zach Pittsburgh. Wilson and how he comes back from the injury. It's going to really come down to that. Because I don't see – I don't like their chances against week three against the Bengals with probably not a 100%. I don't want to say Zach Wilson will be 100%, but he's not up to speed and he's got to really make sure that knee's okay. So he might be a little limited to what he can do in that game. Actually, you're pointing it out too. Steelers have a good defense. So, All right, other than Watt. the Steelers game, I mean not the Steelers, the Browns game, where I don't see the current line. The Jets are seven point underdogs week one. They're four and a half point underdogs week three. Week four, they're four point underdogs. Week five, they're three point underdogs. Week six, they're nine and a half point underdogs. And then they, they go to Denver, eight point underdogs. So you're home against me- New England, two point underdogs. Home against Buffalo, seven-point underdogs. At New England, six-and-a-half-point underdogs. And they're not favored to win a game until they play the Bears. Which is week 12. Which is week 12 and end of November. But then what's the rest of their schedule look like? So what about the Vikings? I take the Vikings over the Jets. Are they? Well, no, I'm asking are they favored in that game or are they not? The Jets are no favored in three games this year. Three so games. The- so the Bears, I'm just looking at the schedule. See, the, the Jaguars, the, Jaguars. the Lions, and the Bears. Yeah, not the Seahawks. I think they'd be favored against the Seahawks. No, the two point underdogs in Seattle. Oh, it's in Seattle. Maybe that's why from the uh, 
traders. Okay. Jesus. So right now they just have a tough schedule. They have a tough. You know what it is? They have a tough start to the season. I'd like to see emergence of Elijah Moore this year. That's another guy I'd like to see break out. They have their first, realistically, their first five games. Their first six games are really tough. Five of their first six games are tough. I don't know if the Dolphins are going to be that hard of a game. The rest of those games are tough games. Yeah, that's not – and now, too. Especially with a the quarterback of, down who's coming off who's, uh, meniscus surgery. Yeah, that hasn't proved you proven anything either. This All the hope for the ugly. Jets. Like, Jets, have, Jets fans have a lot of optimism that he'd start to show something in this year, knowing already there's a tough schedule. But with this injury, it's just taking everything downhill. So – uh, I'm sorry, Jeff fans. I feel really sorry for you guys. Not too much to look forward to as a Giants fan, though. The offense looked pretty flat week one in the preseason against the uh, second, second string. string New England defense. I mean, Nick, yeah. I don't want to talk about what you saw. I saw some lazy route running from Kenny Galladay, which really irritated me. Didn't see too much out of Jones that I really liked. Saquon had a couple of runs. I think he had four rushes. He looked okay. The O line looked okay, not great. I mean, they looked worse they looked, on the. They looked terrible on the second drive. The first drive, they at least they were looked like, sloppy to me. They made some changes on the second drive, but yeah, I don't know. There's, I don't want to dig too much into a preseason game and how it looked because I think you can tell from both teams they're just trying to get through the game without any injuries. So there's definitely not any intensity in the game. I think just run some plays and get some uh, film. But, yeah, it did look subpar. Like, there was no explosiveness in the offense. There was no, like, excitement. It was all checkdowns. How many – did Jones throw a pass more than 10 yards in the game? I don't think so. There was was a bunch of – 6 of 10, 69 yards, uh, 80.8% passer rating. I mean, yeah, he didn't look great. Well, I, don't I think guess the one thing for bad. the Giants, too, they have a decent backup quarterback in case Daniel Jones, who's been injury-prone, gets hurt. Uh, Saquon, four rushes, 13 yards, long carry, five yards. I don't feel like there was – Colin Johnson, leading receiver. I mean, he, he saw some playing time last year. Maybe yeah. he can emerge. Seven receptions, 82 Slayton yards. Slayton had a one reception. I know that was a rushing thing. I don't know. Well, what a bust Darius Slayton's been. He really has not done much. As a he's giant. on the second string for offense right now. He's a second string uh, wide receiver, so it's not good. Um, yeah, we'll see. Galladay, Galladay looks pathetic on that uh, that incomplete pass in the. Kenny Galladay needs to step it up this season. He's getting paid way too much money to play like he did last season. Way too much money. He needs he, if the Giants want to do something offensively, him and Kadarius are definitely gonna to have to step it up let's, this year. Let's paint the picture, Zach, for this season. Realistically, I've looked at the schedule and I think seven and ten is their realistic. They don't have a hard schedule. They don't, but I don't think there's a lot of I think seven and ten is their record this year. What do you do at the end of the year? Jones has a decent season. Not a Pro Bowl season, but What's not a, a bad season. season. season? Give, me, give me numbers. First of all, how many games does he play in? Let's say does, Jones – Does he play in every game? Does he start every game? Let's say Jones every plays game? every game. 
That is throws, a win in itself if Daniel let's say Jones he throws, starts every game. Let's say he throws 20 t- 22 TDs and mm-hmm. 12 interceptions. What do you do with him from what do you do from there? And they go seven and ten this year. Do you I have him? to look honestly, I am not too well versed at who what quarterbacks are coming. I'm out of from the what draft. I've heard, I haven't looked too much into it, but I've heard this is a pretty good Bryce Young's gonna be in the draft next year. Well, hopefully the Giants won't be at, <laughs> bad enough to where they can get him. He might go top five, probably, right? But no, okay, let's talk about it. Because one thing Gettleman did do well. There's a lot of to my knowledge, there's a lot of draft capital in the Giants organization. I believe so. And if they can trade some picks to move up, maybe or trade for a QB. instead of signing Daniel Jones, would you do that? Would you with but those no, no, numbers? More, you said how many yards at, you thinking? Like thirty five hundred, twenty two tees, twelve picks. Plays. Let's every say game. he averages two hundred and forty yards passing a game. Maybe he has three rushing touchdowns this year. It depends what you can. I would. would you, I would. Would you sign him long term? No. So the only so okay, I think I agree with you. The only way you stick with Daniel Jones this year, he has to have thirty TDs. He has to have like a Pro Bowl season, this four thousand yards passing, for and me to really TDs believe and play gonna... sixteen out of seventeen games. Design to a long term deal. Yeah, he's got to do that. He's got to have a Pro Bowl season. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy. I don't even care. He has if he to stays... be... The know. offense has to do something, right? The last couple of years, this offense hasn't done anything. They have not moved the ball. If they can – I mean, it's also – this is really an excuse, but he said they learned three different offenses in four years, but, which makes it tough. But, have you but seen if he shows being... some, like, some progression or just something this year and stays healthy, may, maybe you give him, like, a couple-year deal. Like, but, like, see but even through that. all that, have you really seen anything that's, like, shown you that he has the potential to be that great of a quarterback? He's had flashes, but I, I, do I think he's going to be MVP caliber at any point? No. Do I even think he's as good as Eli was? Probably not. No. No, not, no chance. No. It was... Do you think he could be as good as Eli was? No. You don't think he no. has any potential of that? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, I don't think from what I've seen so far, I don't think the ceiling is that. I think the ceiling for Daniel Jones is like a Kirk Cousins. Well, a different type of quarterback, but yeah, I don't think Daniel Jones can like throw that type of success. as well as Kirk Cousins. But like that type of Kirk success. Cousins can throw a nice ball. We're like he's a good quarterback. He can win you some, get your team a winning record. But he's not going to win you games. But he's not going to lose you games either. And the Giants aren't that good to where they can pick it up. Yeah, where you don't, don't need the elite, like kind of like I'm, the Rams were with Jared I Goff got to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff as their quarterback. The Giants aren't that team. Nope. So and I think if the Giants want to win the I Super Bowl, I don't Jared think Goff could, is yeah. probably better than Daniel Jones, too. Let's be realistic here. Jared Goff was the number one overall draft pick, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's the number one overall for a reason. I mean, he was great in college. So it's either Pro Bowl. So Daniel Jones' Giants career, in my opinion, is riding on if he has a Pro Bowl season this year. If he doesn't have a Pro Bowl We know what Saquon's capable of. This is the this is the one this one not that this it's I don't know which decision is harder, Jones or Saquon. But what makes Jones' decision harder is you haven't seen what Jones' capabilities are yet. 
I'll give you that. I have much more confidence in Saquon than Daniel Jones. Well, because you've seen yeah. what Saquon can do in a good Saquon's season. Saquon's an amazing athlete. But is Saquon's prime, yeah. Is Saquon's prime behind him? That's a concern. He's a running back. Can too. he He's go anywhere? Can he be – running backs don't last long. Let's be realistic here. What's their timeline probably? Like six years? Yeah, like eight, nine. No. Maybe 11 if you're – no, I don't think so. Look at Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore. Okay, where did AP go from having like an MVP year? Ezekiel Elliott's still been in the league. He's been in the league like seven um, Okay, years where's Zeke can, compared to when he first came into where he is now? You think Zeke's he's falling off, but he's still. But I'm saying, I don't even think we've gotten to the point in Saquon's career yet where the fall off is supposed to start. Oh, we're getting saying six years to the fall off. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said six years for the whole career. No. Okay, running back like six year running career. Backs, I thought that long. Running right? backs prime, like prime a prime running back. Okay, I, I misheard you. So are we prime, getting close. Yeah, fine, so we're getting fine. close to Saquon's fall off. Yeah, I agree. So we're getting close. He's got like one or two more years at his peak level. Can we? By are we even plus, confident yeah. he can get anywhere near the level he was his rookie year again? Yeah, if he can stay healthy. I don't know. I'm. I guess that's TBD. I think that we'll one, see. We'll see how the season I think plays that out. Is an easier decision than Jones. Giants uh, next preseason games this Sunday at home against the Bengals. So we'll see how that one goes. Yeah, we'll see how Joe Flacco looks in the Jets next preseason game. Who are they playing in the next preseason game? Any idea? I'm not sure. I'll tell you right now. I think it's. Uh, oh, it's the Falcons. That doesn't oh, matter. Falcons. All right, but that's all the time we have for today. As always, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, appreciate you guys listening as always. Um, follow us on Instagram, so Twitter, and TikTok if you aren't already. Thank you guys. Until next time.